Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything we did since the inception of the umbrella been DIY, son. Like everything, so you shouldn't care about the crates in the nah, background. Nah, you know what I'm saying. You know, just for 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 aesthetic reasons or whatever. But yeah, you know, I, I feel like if if you spend to if you're a creative person and you spending a bunch of time like figuring out what kind of desk you're gonna get or what you're gonna yeah. put in your space and shit like that, or whatever. Like it's taking too much time away from you being creative. Yo, fucking Einstein, right? Had the same outfit, bro, seven times in his closet. Mm. Because he didn't want to wake up in the morning and think about what the fuck he was going to wear. Yeah, it's all about the routine of it. You yeah. just get up and put on clothes, and then you could just think about smart nigga shit, you know, or creative nigga shit. Like, you don't have to waste your time thinking about trivial shit. Yeah, fucking Steve Jobs with the black turtleneck. You type feel shit. me? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fucking, uh, what's your man's, uh, the guy, uh, Elon Musk. He's your man's. <laughs> your man's. Yo, you know your good. Your you know your good friend Yo, Elon Musk. He fucking he sleep on a couch in Tesla. He don't even have a house. He don't bother himself with shit like yeah. that. Cause for what you have to be mental about it though. Like what do you mean? Like you have to be so obsessed with that it doesn't matter. Like what your life is around you if you're just focused on the test. Yes, and and that's. I feel like that's the difference between somebody that's successful and and mildly successful or not successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're not obsessed with the thing that you're trying to be successful with, then it's not going to work. I was listening to an interview today, mm. and I'm going to fuck up exactly what he was saying, but the dude being interviewed, he was like a movie producer. Uh -huh. He was talking about, like, you have to, like, want it so bad that you feel like you're this close to dying yeah. at all moments. Yeah. And I feel that, like, that anxiety of, like, yeah. whatever's next. You, Even though it's uncomfortable, you need to feel that at all times to be successful. Right. Um, somebody told me, like, a story one time, kind of like... Not a story. I, I don't know how you would describe the shit, but he was basically saying, like, it was this group of warriors. They was running around conquering shit, right? And while they was going to this one particular place, and dude that led the band of warriors, he told them, like, oh, it's all this gold and shit there. It's mad shit there. It's bitches there. It's honey and rum and all type of good shit over there, right? Yeah. So they're like, fuck it, we out, right? So they get, like, almost three-quarters of the way there, and the dude tells all of them, like, on the joint, he's like, look, you know, we're outnumbered, like, 10 to 1 out there. It might be some of all of that good shit out there that I was talking about. It might not be. It's for sure some bitches out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was like, shit might not be what we think it's going to be, but it's too yeah. late. So, you know what I'm saying? So, everybody on the boat is like, come on, let's go back. You know what I'm saying? He like, nah, we out there, right? They land, right? He orders everybody off the boat, right? And the people that was loyal to the to the captain, he ordered them to burn the fucking boat. Right? You burn the boat. So now we can't go back. We got to conquer this shit. You know what yeah. I'm saying? What we do as a unit, like as the umbrella, you know what I mean? We burned all the boats already. There's no going back for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you if the second you live in the past you're stopping time. Son, there's just there's nowhere to go back to. Who the fuck wants to go back to being a fucking hump at a job? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or selling drugs or robbing people or doing whatever the fuck. Nobody want to do that shit. I don't want to do none of that shit no yeah. more. You know what I'm saying? My niggas don't want to do none of that shit no more. This is, we burned the boats. You know what I'm saying? I ain't had a square job in months, bro. For what? You know what I'm saying? I do something that everybody can't do, that people pay good money for. So I'm playing myself, selling my time to somebody else for cheap. Yeah. It's not worth it. Yeah. I'd rather gamble on my talent. It's that discomfort, though. Like, I'm you would rather be, oh, di- you'd rather be uncomfortable with yourself than comfortable with someone else looking over your shoulder. Exactly. That's uncomfortable to me. When I'm doing that, I feel like I'm wearing a fucking mask, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to be there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We yeah. were talking earlier about, like, being in the darkness and shit. Oh, bro. And there's a moment where you have to, like, take yourself seriously, and that's when you burn the boats. Is like when you're like, there's no going back. I have to make the decision now that it's going to be different. I burned the boats because I had to. You know what I'm saying? Real life outside of music dictated my my boat burnings. So you feel like you were forced into it instead of like doing it on your own terms? Not so much forced into it because I had already been asking God to show me a sign that this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm not wasting my time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to understand, bro, like... I'm not a young young guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not an old guy, but I've been at this for quite some time now. You said now. you have three rap lives. I had three rap lives. You know what I'm saying? I've seen every rap era like in my life. I've seen damn near every... I caught the tail end of like the 80s and Run DMC and all of that shit. Then I caught MC Hammer, Kid and Play, Kwame and all of that shit. Then everything turned gangster and I caught Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and, and Mob Deep, Nas, Wu... All of that, you know what I'm saying? Then everything went down south, and then we, Little John and all of that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it stayed there for mad long, and then now it's back, you know? Yeah. It might not even be, because, like, the sound is back, you know? Not so much that the sound is back from New York, but the sound, the sound is back, because there's people from... Why do you think that is? Because I think that there's people everywhere that appreciate the sound and like like what's going on, like like the soundscape of what we do. I hate to say the word underground or new wave or the renaissance or whatever people like. I don't think it needs a title. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Lukey Cage calls it the abyss. The abyss. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's appropriate because this this is a rabbit hole that goes so deep. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like, there's so many artists, you know, like that. It's like, if you're not not in the abyss, you would have no fucking idea. Like, this shit is like, it's like in tears and everything. It's like, it's weird, bro. Well, that's why, like, you... I'm a. I came in as a fan. Uh-huh. I don't make music. I don't produce. I don't rap. Yeah. I, it would be corny as hell if I did. You know what I mean? But it's Weird like Al the did more. <laughs> imagine a Weird Al type dude did, that did like. Bro, Weird Al's like platinum, bro. I just went to see him two weeks ago. Come on, son. I swear to God, I had nothing to do one night. Twenty dollar tickets. I went. I got high as hell. I went to see Weird Al. Weird Al still getting one money. of the best fucking concerts. That shit was wild. Weird Al bro. still getting money. Yeah. Carrot Top and them niggas is still getting money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? John Cena's platinum. 
Yo, that's cr- John Cena was my high school graduation speaker. I met John Cena. Funny as hell, you said that. That's legendary, bro. Crazy. You see yeah. what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. supposed to be here right now. That's ill that we that that just happened. <laughs> that is funny. Universe shit, bro. Yeah. Yo, I'm telling you, bro. John Cena's platinum, so you could put music out. There's a yeah. space for everything, bro. I forgot he rapped. He just did that it one song. It still would be corny as hell if I rap. <laughs> and I, I would know, never do it. <laughs> I don't know if it's the album that went platinum or just the his theme song. Yeah. Because I know everybody know that fucking theme song, son. You know that. Come on, see, yo. Nah, you. I. You know what? So, you know, because he was, he the, was the graduation music. speaker, so he was handing he out the diploma. He went to your high school? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You went to the same high school as John Cena? Yeah. And he was handing out the diplomas, and one of the kids did that in his Yo, face. oh, he was already a wrestler? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah, fire. Bro, literally, he went like this in his face when he went to Did he start up. laughing and shit? Yeah, he did. But he, I feel like he knew someone was going to do that. Come on, son. You got to expect that. People were probably doing that shit to him all day. Yeah, 100%. Think about that shit. How much yeah. high school kids? Every time I seen that nigga, I would have been like this. <laughs> what the fuck you talk about? And you stole that shit from he's, Tony Ayo. He's jacked as hell. <laughs> yeah, he yeah did. and you stole that shit from Tony Ayo. <laughs> Yo. Fuck out of here. I don't want to start. I don't. I feel like I have to not comment on that. I'll That's comment your man. Tell not your man he stole that from Tony Ayo. <laughs> if I get him on the podcast, I'll call you up and I'll be like, "Yo, did you steal that shit from Tony?" I fuck Answer with John Cena. Right Shout out to John Cena, bro. That's Answer my dog. Me right now. When was that sign? Not to go all serious again, but you said you were asking God for a sign. Oh, I was getting like little signs. You know what I'm saying? I was getting like, I was getting like little signs, you know? And um, without getting into too much detail or whatever, like I had just had one of those like good prayer sessions, like maybe like three or four days prior and shit, man. We was going through shit as a family. You know what I mean? Like, like I said, you know, my music life is kind of separate from my from my rap life, but it's it's the same. Like, it you mean really, your family life? My you family, yeah, yeah, but yeah. even my real life, like a family life, is included in my real life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, even though music is a part of my real life, I try you try to keep them separate, but it, it bleeds into one another all the time. Because if your real life ain't going good, most of the time, your music is doing well. Yeah. Oh, it's doing well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. Mm-hmm. At least for me, like when shit be fucked up in real life, things are going great with music. Do you feel like you can then tap into that to create? Sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of most of the time, you know what I'm saying? Like with me, it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with mentally because I'm tapping into painful things, you know, things that really triggered me as a person. You know what I'm saying? So. That's hard for me. I go through a lot of different emotions when I'm recording music, bro. That's why I record by myself. Because mm, your your artist self is triggering your personal self. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I do. I to- I totally get what you mean. Yeah. So it's I like record, you just keep ha- you have to like I have to dig, dig deeper and, and deeper. Hurts. Yeah, I totally you feel me. Like, I do. Yeah. So then I'm now I'm in there drinking, smoking mad cigarettes, and you know, shedding tears sometimes, bro. Like because that music hurts. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But back to your question, I was... It, does it hurt or does it make you feel uncomfortable because you're in that vulnerable? Both, bro. You know, but once I'm... What, that's once again, like, that's why I record in, in solitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I just be in that little-ass room. I just close I the door. I do want to say before we go on, your studio, 
you have art. All, it's a tiny little room. Yeah. You have art everywhere. But you got your kids art right, like, in front right, of me. literally right in the front. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. I yeah. did that on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I like to see that shit. It's motivating to me. And you have a kid section out, like, for your son and daughter, like, yeah. outside your studio, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I you can. said that your music, like, you let your son dictate a lot of your music, yeah. too. Yeah. I like their energy in my space. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, like, I try to. I go through a lot of different shit and I know that energy is everything. So sometimes the energy down here is really heavy and then they come down and you know what I'm saying? That's what I, that's why I was kind of like getting to that. Yeah. yeah. Cause if you're in this like hurt place, yeah, but then you have my kids that can bring you like the solid. Yeah. So boom. So what, what happened basically was like, I was like kind of one foot in one foot out, you know, at this job you know and then still kind of one for them one for out of the streets but like more in than anything you know what i'm saying like i was doing too much and it was stressing me the fuck out and then i started having like small health issues and um i had fucking caught another court case like it was a lot going on bro like and then um you know my door got kicked in you know what i'm saying my door got kicked in and, um, you know, everything could have crumbled, but I had to keep it together. You know what I'm saying? For my yeah. kids' sake, you know, and for their mother's sake. You know what I mean? And for so, your sake. And for my sake, you know, which wasn't easy, but that was the sign I needed. You feel me? Yeah. That was, that was everything I needed right there. Like, all right, cool. Like. Because you proved it to yourself that you could. Not even that. It was just like, you know, like, I was already asking for that sign. You know what I'm saying? So basically when that happened, they came, they took my wife. I was here just with the kids. You understand what I'm saying? I do, Without yeah. going into too much detail. No, I do, yeah. So I couldn't work. I couldn't go outside and hustle. I couldn't do the things that I was doing to provide financially on a regular basis like how I was doing before. Yeah. But I knew that I could come down here and rap. So I did that. And it been paying dividends. God Is that been, when your third life started, your third rap life started? My third rap life started in Everyone's Foul. You know what I'm saying? If you're familiar with my discography, Everyone's Foul is my first EP, the very first joint I dropped, like maybe four years ago. That was my yeah. the, the start of my third rap life. You know what I'm saying? And the end of my second one. But, um, yeah. Like, That's funny you describe it as the first, your first EP that dropped. Real shit. You know what I mean? So, for me, you know, when everything happened, I sat, you know, I prayed. And I, and I just, I told God, I said, look, I'm going to leave everything alone. I'm going to leave it all alone. You know what I'm saying? Just keep blessing me and my family. Keep us right. Bring her home. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he did that. So I'm paying it back. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like if I go outside right now and I touch drugs, you know what I'm saying? Or I touch a gun or whatever the fuck, like, yeah. I'm going to get punished for that. You know? And I won't be able to, I won't be able to take it back. You feel me? Because you are, you made that deal. Because I already made my, my deal with him. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I already got my contract signed, sealed, delivered, and he's already set me on my mission years ago. Like I, I already, know, yeah. I already knew that this was going to happen. That's the that's the 
taking yourself seriously decision. We just talk about that earlier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I almost stopped taking myself seriously. You know what I mean? And um, this was right before, this was right after Scum God and before Everyone's Foul. I was done. I did like a release event for the project. It was fired. Niggas came out. You know, everybody showed love. And then I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And then um, somebody that I know through somebody else contacted me and was like, yo, so-and-so want to put something together with you where we could present it to these particular group of people. That was already lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm like, cool, right? So he like, yo, you got to wait like nine months though because we got to get the beats together. We got to build the studio, blase, 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 blase. I was still getting a little bit of money at the time. So I said, fuck that. I paid for the beats. I wrote everything. I paid for a, like a two-hour block of studio time and I recorded everything in one session. Boom. I paid dude, I did a visual for it, and then we just dropped it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't wait for that. By the yeah. time they had came back to me, I was already on, like, my second EP going on my third EP. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were making the decisions quicker. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't trying to wait on nobody because I seen the response from the first one. I'm like, oh, they fuck with this now. It was crazy to me because I'm like, damn, I've been doing this kind of music since, like, 2009, 2008, 2009. Like, this did... This the shit I always made. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This the shit I always made. What they think it's called boom bap or whatever. Like, we had always, this was the style of music at the time anyway. This was the style of music I listened to. It's the style of music I made. So, for me, it was almost a no-brainer, you know, but I was going to stop. I was going to stop, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was like, fuck it, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Right before that situation, my wife, she's the one that came to me and was like, yo, do one more. You know, but do it the way you like, the way you like to do it. Yeah. You know, do your shit. You know what I'm saying? And whatever happens, happens. Fuck it. If it don't work this time, then you then you quit. Yeah. You see that clip that's been going viral of the alchemist talking about like what's the one thing that he like feels like he's better at now than he that he. Wasn't. I did see that. And he was staying making quicker decisions. Pulling the trigger. Pulling the trigger. Yeah. Right. Pulling the trigger. Because it's other people holding you back, but also holding yourself back. Be like, is this good enough? Am I, am I, am I, is it ready to be released? I it's go like, through that a lot as an artist, though, bro. Like, no, no funny you shit. You have to be your toughest critic, or why, oh, would you, why would you keep trying to outdo yourself? Yo, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Like, people don't understand, now. That shit ain't just sitting in there and fucking like, oh, yeah, hickory dickory doc, my nigga, one, two, three, boom, 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 one, nine, big umbrella shit. Like, no, bro. Yeah. No, bro. It might be like that for some guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It might be like that for some guys. We got, there is some ABC 123 rappers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's some ABC 123 podcasters, bro. Mm. Like people, I can't listen. I can't listen to my own shit and I can't listen to other people's shit. Mm -mm. You hear the conversation we have, whatever, but it's like that shit is emotional. Like I don't want to have some like when's your next release? That's cool. I don't I want to talk about feelings, bro. Like yeah. I want to talk about who you are, like what we've corny. been talking about. Yeah. And that shit's ta I can't listen to myself talk about my feelings, bro. Mm -mm. I like well, I can't do that shit. Like I'm my harshest critic. Right. And 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 
But that's because you're a creative. Naturally, you're going to be your own worst critic. You know, I feel like it's even more so when you're a rapper because people are hanging on your every word. So it's like you got to try not to say too much about what you're doing or what you oh, did. I've you gotten gotta- in trouble with con- like I've I've lost some friendships recently over comedy and I didn't even mean to cuz it's like I feel that way like comedy is my output. Like that's my art output. So I don't think about what I'm putting into it. It just comes. Why would you censor your art for somebody else's feelings? Though? Right. But then, as you said, you kind of have to sometimes because. But then it, then it kind of doesn't make for good art. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's why people gravitate to my shit because I give you like just enough of that. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm not going to, I'm going to tell you my business. It ain't going to be all my business though. Yeah. You as much rap about being a father too. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like I rap about my relationship with God. I rap about my past situations and, and transgressions because that's how I see them now as a grown man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We was in the streets. Who wasn't bro? Yeah. Who wasn't? You know? I do. When do you get over it? When are you over it? And then what happens after? What's your game plan? You know? Yeah. Like, and that shit, it's not easy to make that transition, bro. Yeah. You know? I got PTSD, bro. I see a counselor for that shit, all of that, bro. Like, real shit. You know what I mean? And it's because of all of that shit. It's because of all of that. And, and, even recent losses, you know what I'm saying? All type of shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand, like, like niggas that rap are real people. You know what I'm saying? That go through a lot of shit to be able to make rap music. You know what I'm saying? So when you hear my shit, it's not just words. You know what I'm saying? It's not just words. I'm giving you me. You know? Yeah. And people don't want... That's that's why I don't... Not to bring it, but that's why I don't love how other podcasts do it. Because they'll try to talk to you like you're not... They try to talk to someone like they're not a person. Like a product. Yeah. I'm not a product. I'm, I'm a product of the product. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... No, it's, I don't even mean, this is where I'll get weird spiritual, but it's like, you're a conduit to the creation of your personal God. That's a fact. You, it's, the craziness is that you have, that I feel, that you feel, that anybody who's doing it feels, is that you have to do it no matter what, that you can't stop, that you made that deal with whoever your higher power is, and no matter what, you can't stop, because that's your deal. You'll die if you stop. If I stop, I flop, bro. Yeah. And that's... That's what it's not a product. It's your it's it's this is all I can do. What the fuck else am I going to do? You know that? Yeah. You know, but and then you hate to say that because you don't want to sound like, you know, like cliche, like on some boys in the hood shit. Like, what else we going to do to get out the hood and whatever the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
No, but what else are you going to do other than take yourself seriously? You're either going to... Get a fucking square job and be a fucking battery for the rest of your life. And then in your last 60... I don't give a fuck about anything other than the last 60 seconds I live. Like, I want to be happy about mm. everything I did. Mm. I don't want to be praying, please, please, yeah, nah. have, please, I want, I'm you sorry. Be good I don't want to be apologizing. I want to be saying thank you. Word. Like, when I die, I want to be saying thank you, not I'm Word. sorry. Yeah, you know, yeah. like. I did that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the feeling I want when I'm going out. Yeah, I did that. I not did that, that I fucking gave up. Or not that I didn't follow my pet. No, nah, right. that shit. I'd be, I'd be apologizing if I did that. But it's different. It's different. For people like you and me, because we already know our paths. There's a lot of people walking around like I'm Muslim, right? In Islam, we call them kafirs. You know what I'm saying? Cows. Like that's like 85 percent of the world. They just walk around just oblivious to everything what's going on. They yeah. have no knowledge of who they are or or a higher power or not. They're just living just to die. You know what I'm saying? I do. Those are people that aren't even awake yet you know what i'm saying just do you think there's a chance that they can wake up or no. do you think they're always lost no in islam we believe like it's like if you a kafir you a kafir you know what i'm saying like you could try to you could try to you know like i boom i'm paraphrasing you know what i'm saying but in the quran right in uh it's a uh, surah al-baqarah right it's like they say it's like it's like a bunch of cows walking around in the darkness right and every once in a while, it's like a lightning strike. So you can see real quick, and then it, and then it's dark again. Mm, you feel me? I do. So it's like you could go to somebody that's a non-believer and be like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Allah's real, and wooty wooty whoop, and this is, look at how he's, you know, you could try to give dawah to a non-believer or whatever, and it'll probably hit them right there on the spot. But then they'll walk away and do some foul shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, and. That's expected because even me as a Muslim, I'm I'm foul. You know, I still make bad decisions. Yeah, and I'm a I'm a grown up, bro. Like, I still make bad decisions, bro. That ain't the best as far as like my health, my safety, my freedom. With it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I'm just I'm wired wrong. You feel me? So you think it's opposite? Because I try I try to think about it as someone who's lost is like someone who's like 500 pounds. It's like, you can be thin, and I've said this before, like, you could be thin, but it's yeah. going to take you so much Mad longer long. than ever. But it, it could happen one day. I never thought about it like that. But, like, you're going to have to put everything into it. If you want that, you're going to have to put that, you're going to have to make that decision. Yeah, I never thought about it like that, bro. Like, never. You're right, though. At some point, it has to be a, 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 a decision. You know what I mean? But like, some people are too far lost. That's what I'm saying. They've made the decision that they're never going to do it. That's what I'm saying. I, and I agree with that. Like, if that's the kafir. Yeah. That's the cow walking around in the darkness looking for a glimpse of that lightning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to see where you at in the world. Like, oh, shit. All right. Boom. And then it goes dark again. You just wandering around aimless. Yeah. I know so many dudes like that just around here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My neighborhood's in shambles right now. In shambles, you hear me? People just walking around, breathing. Nobody living, though. Yeah. I to what did I say when I pulled in? I was like, this place reminds me a lot of where I grew up in Fitchburg. Like, it's where OT the real, but it's the same energy. But I do 
But out of that comes great art. If we're going to talk about, like, you oh, ever man. been up to Buffalo? Never. Buffalo's a horrible place. Yeah. But you see the art that comes out of that. And yeah, and then the thing, too, is even from where I'm from, I'm from Havistro, New York, right? Obviously, because you're here. You yeah. came to, and I want to thank you for coming to my neighborhood. Thank you for having me. Not too many people come here. You know what I mean? It's a little shitty town on the edge of the Hudson River. I'm from fucking nowhere. You know, but there's a lot of talented people here, you know, painters, singers, artists, clothing designers, you know what I'm saying? Leaders. I know a lot of those type of people from right here. There's a lot of talented people low key in the abyss from here. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like from anywhere where it's like regular people that's going through regular shit, Good things come from it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, what would you tell the people who haven't found it yet? But if you've listened to this already, you don't need to hear anything else, like about that. Like you don't need like if you aren't inspired by that, our conversation so far, then you're not going to be inspired. We saying like like rephrase the question. I'm probably it's I'm not even a question. You. It's just like a, I feel like I was gonna oh, ask you. I was gonna ask you what would you tell the people who are like haven't found their path. But it's like if you haven't already found like listened to this conversation and thought about it, then you're not going to. There's a lot of people that's gonna listen to this conversation and it's gonna hit them like a lightning strike, and then they're gonna walk away and go back to being fucking aimless. So it's like, what can I tell people? You, you know have to I'm have saying? that obsessive drive over. You, I feel like people have to, you you have to have that in you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you got to have that and you have to want that. You got to, you have to be the change that you want to see. Yeah. You know, my dad used to tell me that a lot. And I never knew what the fuck he was talking about because I wasn't paying that shit no mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's true. Like, when I decided to... Be who I am I I started getting blessed You know what I'm saying I removed myself From everything bro The politics of my neighborhood Everything I don't mm. have nothing To do with nothing no more I was Allah Prem was talking about it On our podcast That like when you guys Like you shouldn't have been Friends Like you guys like We're from different Opposite yeah. neighborhoods And but he's like Nah fuck that Like we just We came together anyway No matter what Like other people said I know Prem Cause you know where we live at, right? Like in this county, it's it's like three main places, right? And like none of them get along with each other. So it's like having strong niggas don't fuck with Valley niggas. Valley niggas don't fuck with Nyack niggas. Nyack niggas don't fuck with Strawy niggas. But it's like, but everybody got cousins in different spots. Niggas got baby mothers from other towns, or you got like certain niggas like me and Prem that's cool with each other. Like, and he's not the only nigga from his hood that I'm cool with. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool with a bunch of niggas from his hood. Same thing in the Valley. Like, I'm cool with a bunch of niggas from Valley. You know what I'm saying? But I'm from the town. Like, I'm a have a strong nigga. You know what I'm saying? But um. So Prem, I know him since he was like 15, 16 years old. I'm I'm like maybe like two or three years older than him, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, son, like I know him for a long time. We used to record out the same studio. They used to have this little studio back here by the baseball field and shit. 
this weird nigga and shit. He used to be recording everybody and shit. But he was like, he was super cool. He was into the culture and shit. But, you know, he was just like, it was like a generic experience recording there. Like, it was just like a come in, do your shit, get out type shit. Do you want to stay here? Where, in my town? Yeah. No, I want to get the fuck out of here, son. If I stay here, it's not going to end favorably for me. And and I know that in my heart. You know what I'm saying? If I stay here, you know, and I hate to say, I don't even want to say that because you don't want to wish bad on yourself. But I know what's going to happen if I stay here for too long because my stock keep going up every day. So it's like, it might be people that when I walk to the pharmacy or whatever, like niggas from my neighborhood that I say what's up to every day, but they might feel a way about me. That I don't know about You know what I'm saying Yeah Because our conversations Are different now We not into the same shit You know what I'm saying I I, I think about I get up every day And just think about How to keep this shit going Yeah You know what I'm saying And what I need to do And the kind of people That I need to have around me And shit like that You know what I'm saying Like I got one of my little homies Right One of the little bros He's a super shooter Right He's like, yeah, bro, I could go with y'all here and we could do this. Da, 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 da. I told that nigga, get a camera. Put that shit up. I don't even want that type of shit around me no more. You, niggas like, you're going to get me indicted. Yeah. For what? You better get a camera, nigga. Shoot that. L- literally, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My little cousin, one of the hardest niggas I know in real life. I got this nigga in here designing clothes, making hats and thinking about merch ideas and shit like that. Because if you're... If you're good and you have drive, you can use that somewhere else. It's not like if you stop, that drive's going to go away. That's what I'm saying. You could be the best gangbanger ever and have all the energy in the world, but then once you stop gangbanging, what the fuck are you going to do with your energy? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My brother stay with me now. I want this nigga here creative around me. One of the realest niggas I know. Nigga just was knees deep in the streets. For what? We got talent, bro. You know what I'm saying? For what? I don't have no desire f- to to be involved in none of that shit no more because I know in a year or two I'm going to be a rich man off music. I'm going to make my family wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The people around me, you know, my manager, my brothers, you know what I'm saying? His wife, my wife, everybody around me is going to be straight. I know this. This is my path. That's why it's like, niggas try to stop me. Niggas tried, bro. Like, niggas tried to stop me, bro. Like, really tried, bro. For like two years, bro. Hating on me, son. Bad. Doing all type of bad shit behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Bad fucking looks. And all that shit came back to me. I know exactly what the fuck happened. But it didn't matter. You know why? Because I'm still winning. I'm still winning. I'm going to keep winning, too. I'm not going to fucking stop, bro. The pressure is not going to stop, bro, because I'm not there yet. God ain't tell me we here, nigga. You can enjoy this shit now. I'm going to choke life out this shit, bro, till there's nothing left. Yeah, but you're not. You're going to keep going, and you're not. That's what I talk about the last minute of your life is that's when God's going to tell you if you're if you're righteous or not. We call that in Islam, we call that Yama Kiyama, the day of judgment. You know what I'm saying? They say like on that day, you could be standing next to your mother butt naked and you won't even notice her. 
real shit because you'll be so worried about your judgment. Well, that's why dudes will put so much effort into stopping instead of focus. They can't even fathom themselves doing it so bad that they'll do anything that someone they know, they don't want that to happen. Like they, the energy they put into hating could be an energy you can put into helping me hating yourself hating yourself to push yourself forward into helping me you know what i'm saying help me be the man i need to be so i can make y'all niggas into some you know what i'm saying or help how however i can help how the fuck can i help the neighborhood or help one of the homies if i'm not if i'm fucked up well that's why i think i fuck with the umbrella so like so much Cause it's only that, yeah. and you get that from the energy, bro. And it's it's not like no fake shit neither. Like you see, bro. Like you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. And we all break bread with each other, like in real life. Like you know what I'm saying. If somebody make a couple k, and somebody else has something to do with it, that person eat too. Like we keep all the money in house. We keep all the money in the house. I can't tell you how many times me and Mickey Diamond have broke some bread on something, or me and Snotty done broke some bread on something, or. You know what I'm saying? Or I did something with one of the bros and was like, you keep it all like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I do shit like that because it don't, if for y'all, it don't mean nothing. It don't, it ain't. What was different? Like, why? What you mean? As far as the umbrella? Yeah. Because it's, because it's. Like, what is that connection? It's, it's ours. We, we conceived that shit. You know what I'm saying? Me and Snotty was on the phone one day. And just had, a like, we was talking on the phone every night, like, just about music shit and what we got to do to try to get on, you know, or try to get noticed or try to get popular or whatever the fuck, you know? And we was missing everything, bro. We didn't have no beats. We didn't have no art. Nothing. Son, nothing. We was getting beats from YouTube, my nigga. Like, so what happened? We was like, yo... Boom, I remember talking to bro one night, and I'll, I'll never forget this shit. I was like, yo, it'd be dope if we had, like, just everything we need, like, just but just for us, though. And and this nigga was, like, like an umbrella. I was like, yup. And that's what we're going to call it. And that very same evening, boom, we, we became the first two umbrella members. And then we recruited niggas. We recruited more niggas. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's been, like, four years, almost five years now, right? And some and the roster changed like two, three times. You know, of course you get like the growing pains. You know what I mean? But I feel like yeah, right now there's gonna be trades on a team. Like oh yeah, there was. You know what I'm saying? And acquisitions as well. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like uh, we got like a, a inside joke and shit. All the homies they call me they call me Pro Riley because I brought J Royale to us. You know what he I'm saying? He was one of the first guests ever on this podcast, bro. That was the biggest underground acquisition in the whole the whole year that year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This man was just running around like a free agent. For what? We love you over Two here. Two of the nigga. dopest projects out. You know what I'm saying? And it's not like J. Royale drops a lot of music, so his music has staying power. Like, nah, it's a movie. fuck with yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's ill that without even trying, he's... You know who he is. You feel me? Like everywhere he goes. You know what I mean? And um, and we, a lot of us already had a prior existing relationship with him. He was already fucking with J. Royale. You know what I mean? 
So for him to come with us, it was like just it was like just a small conversation with me and him, you know. Um, shit, I was in on the on the on the Mickey Diamond acquisition when we first picked up Mickey Diamond. You know what I mean, Bishop had brought him to my attention, you know. Yeah, brought it to the group's attention. We took a vote on it, and voted bro in. That's how everything. What made goes. you want to do it from everywhere? What you mean? Like we'll have people. to have guys from everywhere. Yeah. Because everything's on the internet. So it don't really matter where you from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It really don't matter where you from because you could be from fucking Canada, Germany, wherever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If your shit fire and we have a working relationship or and it develops into a personal friendship. You can do it anywhere. I have a semi-popular New York rap podcast. I live bumfuck nowhere, Massachusetts. You see what I'm saying, yeah. son? So it don't matter where you from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's kind of brings me to a good point. Not that that's what this podcast is. No, that no, was no. a joke, everyone. But that's, I thought you was dead serious. <laughs> but you do got, like, real shit. Like, you, I don't know if you downplaying yourself, but you got one of the biggest platforms right now. You know what I'm saying? And if, if I can't even I don't even think about it. like I can't think that's about how it. I am with the music though. Like it be everybody around me like, yo, son, like uh, and I'm like uh, I'm just working. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You get caught up in the work that you don't see like the hurricane around you. But anyway, what I was I saying was like, here. son, like that's why everything that's happened right now, it means so much more to me because of where I'm from. People from here don't do nothing. Don't go nowhere. Like, not never. Yeah. You know, or like, it'd be, it'd be people from here that was supposed to do shit and go play, you know, go play ball or, oh, he was real good at singing or she was real nice and, and then just everybody have kids or get on drugs. and You know what I'm saying? Like, nobody leaves here. You know what I'm saying? So that's important to me. To be that guy. You know what I mean? That's why you're part of the small, the percentage is the small percentages because you went through both those things and you yeah. still are. I'm here. Yeah. Still. You know what I'm saying? You it, had kids. They help your music. You talk about your past. You, you say it helps you. Like Yeah. Real shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? Real shit, bro. You know? um, And I faced them same struggles, bro. Addiction. You know what I mean? Poverty. Everything, bro. You know, and but I'm still here. So being somebody from here that's still here and and I go places and I don't have to introduce myself no more means a lot to me. You know, personally. What's your proudest moment? <sighs> Besides becoming a father? For that the, can for, be your moment. Oh, uh, man, then that's three. You know what I'm saying? You know, my super proudest moment was when when my son was born, my youngest. You know, he's three now, and um, he looked just like me, man. He love he love music, he love art. He does. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he's real, real into what I'm doing down here because, and I think it's he don't he might not even know what I'm doing really. He just see me screaming at the microphone. He come downstairs, he'll stand on the chair and just start screaming at that shit. He don't know what he's doing. Sometimes but that's probably how you were with your dad, like when you were telling yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Real shit. My son walk in the room, like he'll walk right in the in the studio, and he'll be like, "Yo," or, you know, like he'll just like start mic checking himself, like weird, bro. Like he does weird shit, and, but I dig that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
But that's that's when I'm the most proud. When I see what I'm doing is rubbing off on my children. I think that's just super dope. They're really creative kids, and I feel like they're going to grow up and be more creative. So I'm trying to nourish that and encourage it right now. That's beautiful. And it's that's real like that's not you just saying that now. No, like, that's for real, like, I mean that. I can feel it when I walk in, like and see how it is. Even when you were playing your music and he walks your son walks. That's what over I'm saying, and, yeah. Like my son yeah. has a good ear for music, even though he's three years old. He has a he has a great ear for music, bro. Like um like I was telling you earlier, like so a lot of people I don't know if they noticed, but he's the executive producer on a lot of my projects. You know? He picks my beats. You know yeah. what I mean? So tell the tell the story of how he does because it's all right. So my son, right? He'll be upstairs. I leave the top the door open, you know, so he has free reign to come up and down as he please. Um, I'll be in the room smoking, playing beats or whatever, and um, he'll if if he likes it, he'll come in the room and like kind of bogart his way around me and stand right in front of me, or he'll climb up on my lap. And he'll start bobbing to it or vibing to it. Or he'll just sit there and just look at the he'll look at the, the thing move or whatever. And then it'll go off and then he'll walk away. And that's how I know he likes it. You know, or he'll start rapping to it. He'll stay like what my son does is he'll do ABCs but in cadence with the beat. And one, Does two, he try three, to mimic your voice? Sometimes. Like if I'm if he's sitting on my lap and I'm doing a take and I start rapping, he'll be like, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Cause he's a jerk like that, you know what I mean? I was actually like, "That's a funny nah, way." To real kid, shit. That's a funny way to. Or he'll start doing his ABCs and one, two, threes or whatever. But now he does them in different languages, so he be down here trying to rap in Spanish and shit like that. Like he's, he's ill. He's that's he's cool. ill. Those are very proud moments for me. Last thing is, I have a story that happened last night, and I have to ask you about it because I think it's pretty wild. I was at a show. I just want to know what you think about this. All I was right. at a show, and there was a girl there, so I like sat, talked with her, got some drinks. I was like, so like trying to figure out what she's about and shit. White girl, southern accent. She said last year she converted to Islam. Mm. That's dope. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, she was just. It was very. It was very like southern girl. That's cool. All right. Islam. I wanted to see. Islam is Islam is a religion of peace and, and knowledge. You know, we call it Dalil. So it's like everything in Islam that one of the older brothers says to you, you can go and seek evidence on what that brother told you. And if it's wrong, you can go to him with that evidence and call him out. That's what I liked about it. Um, So I think it's dope that she took a Shahada and became a Muslim. There's a couple more things I wanted to talk to you about. Word. Before we're done and shit. Um, you didn't mention the cookout show, right? I wasn't at the cookout show. I know, but... I was so mad. I wanted to. Did you hear about it? Yes. It was incredible. It Crazy. was a legendary night. Yeah. So, on camera, I want to give a shout out to my brother Thousand Words, my brother New Vegas, Cinematic, good brothers out there. The, the outside whole, uh, guys. The outside guys, the whole team bought out show. Y'all put a, a beautiful event together. One of the, Some of the most talented dudes. I had a Bro, show that night. I was so mad I couldn't make it. You should have canceled that shit because you missed a moment. That was like, that was a moment in our space. You know what I'm saying? 
Everybody had a good show. And even dudes that wasn't performing was just out there catching grooves. Like, yeah, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out Chubbs. You guys just released that track. Shout out my dude, Chubby God. Yeah. My brother, Bub Styles, the cold cut king of New York City. My homie, Dusty Reynolds, Retrospect, AR, all of them guys over there. That's the Brooklyn family. You know what I mean? But um, everybody did their thing that night. It was incredible, bro. Like, I personally, I didn't get a chance to enjoy it till, till after because I was locked into the moment so hard. So after I performed, I was good. I was able to, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's how it always is. You can't enjoy it. Like, I hate when you, like, bring friends to a show or whatever or people who don't get it. And then they're, like, trying to talk to you. It's like, I'm about to go yeah, on, bro. bro. I'm, I'm on my mind somewhere yeah. else. Talk to me after my yeah. performance. I'm locked in, bro. Don't talk to me, you know. But it, yeah. it's hard to do that because it's, like, people there that want to take pictures. 100%. Yeah. And they want things signed and they want to buy stuff. Well, that's and, cool. And it's fans. And I love and that. Shit. Yeah, that's you that know what I'm saying? very different. Yeah. So, but like you, like you just said, it's, it's all very new and different to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm used to being able to go to these things and blend in. You know, and the bigger the events are getting, the less I'm able to blend in. I can't blend in. I'm six foot one, I'm light skinned, I got braids. You know what I'm saying? My yeah. voice is different. Yeah. I'm I'm you know I've when I'm at events I feel the same way. Exactly. You like know, I can't blend in. I'm like in. the opposite where's Waldo. Exactly. <laughs> I'm right here, bro. Um <laughs> Thank you for I just thought of that right there. I'm glad he got that. Real shit. <laughs> Another thing I want to talk about is these projects I got coming up. Oh yeah, I've I've should ask you. I should talk real music journalist shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, nah, it's all good. I we don't. Can, we can I don't, edit my, these parts. I, I don't edit anything. Oh, so we good. I just keep this going. I right, keep yeah. it going. Yeah. I want to hear about what you got. I, I'd like to get into some of that if Word. possible. Let's do it. Um, so I dropped. Uh, I had a couple vinyl drops this year. I had a couple new projects drop this year. I had the Dirty Knife EP. Um, that was produced by my man Casey Jones. And uh, Lord NMF did the art on it. Oh, Fire. Both such talented dudes. Fire. Yeah. Featuring my brother Snotty, my brother K-Taz, my brother Law Prem. Good project. Five songs. In and out. Punch you in your mouth. See you later. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just something free to warm people up for that album. Because you, you only have like three albums. Yeah. Yeah. I was dropping just EPs for a while. Exactly, yeah. Um, but I'm going to keep doing that, the EPs, but I'm going to drop them on my own platform. You know, www.prodillinger.com. You know what I mean? I'm going to be dropping exclusive content on there and shit like that, different videos and songs and projects. You know what I mean? So Dirty Knife was exclusively a prodillinger.com release. That was just kind of like my experimental joint. Yeah. But, um... What you call it? This November, I'm dropping uh, Dios es Amor, fully produced by Potato God, another homegrown product. You know what I mean? Artwork by Sep, another homegrown product. Yeah, we didn't even, yeah. You know, I don't want to get into that too much. You know what I'm saying? I understand, yeah. You know, for... No, I, I got you. But, yeah, you know, I love them brothers, and I've known both of them since I was a very, very young man. You know what I mean? About 13, 14 years old. So it's kind of... it's cool that we lost touch and then found each other again in, in this space and everything was able to come full circle you know yeah because it's the history behind it it's yeah. so much bro i remember sep like i remember being like a little dirty nigga selling nickel bags type shit and sep like buying me like a sandwich because i've been outside all day you know what i mean like it's chips. beautiful to look 
to it now, yeah. It, like, literally, bro, like, yo, you been out here all day, you hungry? Like, buy me a $3 hero and a bag of chips and, like, you know, juice and shit. And I go sit down in somebody's hallway, eat it real quick, and then go back outside. That's beautiful. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then fucking, you know, he kind of guided me early with my musical career. You know, both of them, Potato God and Sep. So I, I owe them a lot, you know, as far as, like, me becoming the artist that I became today. You know what I mean? I owe them a lot. I got a couple pieces from Sep, and he don't got to do that shit for me. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. don't, don't got to do that shit for me. I could imagine how many dudes this guy brushes off every day, like. He don't got to do that for me, bro. Yeah. He made the fly guy art. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, that's one of the yeah biggest legends. This guy's my brother. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. in real life. Like, fuck all that music shit. You know? So, yeah, that's coming out November, courtesy of The Rap Ringle. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm dropping the digital on my website. So it's not going to be available anywhere else to stream. No shit like that. Not YouTube. Not nothing. So you got to buy the digital from my website. You know what I mean? And um, Just to keep it exclusive. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And then, uh, and it won't be exclusive because there's a lot of digital bootleggers out there that they'll buy the project and then rip it and then put it on on their shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or put it on their YouTube or make fucking physicals out of it without your permission. There's a lot of that going on, bro. You know what I mean? Um, That's wild. Yeah, but the and but the thing is, it's like a double edged sword because in a way, it's good because it's getting to more people, but it's not good because it's taking money out your pocket. So it's like it's taking money from you, but it's creating new fans at the same time. Yeah, it's like if you have a clip go viral on someone else's page, exactly. It's like you're not getting the views, but uh, hopefully some people some follow. people yeah. come check for you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so it's like. With shit like that, the most you could hope is that somebody puts a link in the bio or, yeah, you know, whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? So that's that's the difference with that. It's digital boot. But you don't want to put it on streaming. No. I don't want to stream it for like six to eight months. Mm. You know what I mean? Because mm. I want to make sure that I maximize my the profit. Exactly, yeah. You know, I'd be a stupid businessman if I didn't. Yeah, even Rock Marcy just did that with his project. Yeah. You know what's crazy, right? Is like, even though, like, and I'm going to say, it's going to sound crazy. I don't want nobody to take this the wrong way, but I know the names, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't know when nobody's dropping a project or what what's happening. Like, I don't, I have blinders on, bro. Yeah. Like, I'm so caught up in what I'm doing, I don't even know, like, kind of who's popular or not no more. I'm just doing my shit. Mm. I know we popular. And that's only because... Like, How did that New York show feel? It was different energy. You know, you're talking about the Umbrella show, right? Yeah. The shit was dope, son. It was, the energy was great. You know, I felt like there was... Because um, you said, like, you got you knew that you were big, but that was a... I wasn't... I only saw pictures. I wish I could have made it. Oh, but sorry. it seemed like a crazy turnout, like sorry. crazy show. It was great. You know what I'm saying? For something that was put together in 30 days, it was incredible. You know, I couldn't have asked for more. Everybody got their shit off. You know, the club shut us down early, so I wasn't able oh, to do my set. Oh, really? And then we had to rush snotty set. And Josiah set, and who else? Who else at the end had to rush? 
Damn, a, I'm sorry. Yeah, man. damn, that sucks. Rush. That I don't mean to be like hyping <laughs> up a show if it fucked up. No, it was dope because the fans, the people that was there, loved it. Yeah. Um. So they had to rush through their set, and then when I got on stage and grabbed the mic, they turned the lights on and cut the audio. So I went outside. J Royale had a bullhorn, and I did my set on the sidewalk a cappella. That's dope as hell. Yeah, That's it was crazy. dope. So it was. Yeah, ended up. Make it the ended most up of being it. A moment. Yeah, yeah it was, ended and that's up, a real moment. It ended up being a very memorable moment. A lot of people told me that that's what they remember from that night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I thought, and you could have easily just been like, "Oh, fuck this, fuck that." Like initially, those feelings rose up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. By the time I got outside to the sidewalk, J. Ryan was like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, blah, blah. He was like, "Like." By the time I walked to the sidewalk, he was like, "Yo, here." And then I just grabbed it and just started talking and like talking to everybody. You know, by that time I was like a little wavy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was busted up and shit. But you got to make the most of whatever because it isn't about. It's about the fan. Like it's not, like it's about the fans at the end of like Top Shelf Premium. It was. Dope, and it's about the audience, you know. No, you talking like, about the show or the, the YouTube freestyle? Both, <laughs> but uh, I was talking about the show, but also the YouTube. The that freestyle. was that was huge for us. That was huge for us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. People, so many people seen that, and and and, and like it, we got like a whole almost new following from that. Because I know like. People in the underground, they familiar with Top Shelf Premium, but a lot of people wasn't really up on us like that. Yeah. You know what I'm Mark saying? Mark does such a, his platform does it's such Ill. a beautiful thing, how yeah, he puts artists man. on. So shout to Mark from Top Shelf Premium, yeah. another local product. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. I'm telling you, bro. Is that your tattoo the on the cover? Telling you, That's bro. a hard-ass cover, yeah. It's a hard ass logo. That shit like the that, W. Nah, that that really is a hard ass logo. It's like the W. I love the T that you got up on the wall. Yeah, right that's there. just like a, you know, like oh, that's yeah, our I'll, let me that's our to... scrap piece right there. Yeah, there like my go. cousin just be experimenting on that shit. But, but nah, that's such a crazy look. You got like the metal, uh, metal shit over there with the umbrella, yeah, right? Son. Like the ashtray or something. I got uh, weed trays. We got rugs, umbrella rugs. Oh really? We got umbrella ski masks, bro. Like. T-shirts, hoodies, you know what I mean? Yeah. DM me for the link if y'all trying to buy some merch. Yeah, you know, DM me for at the me link. At pro underscore Dillinger1919 on Instagram. Um, or Follow at Umbrella Over Everything, too. The link for the merch is right there in the bio. But, yeah, son, everything, at, like, and it's weird because I was talking to bro the other day, and this is, this is an ill story, you know, and if I tell it wrong, bro, you know, let me know. <laughs> Oh, real shit. You laughing, bro. This man was in jail like a week and change ago. You know no, what I'm I, 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 like, for real, like, for real. And then before that, he was gone for a year. I wasn't laughing at that. No, no, no. People, people listening don't nah, think I was laughing nah, at that. But, <laughs> yo, I'm about to get, yo. Nah. But I'm going to tell y'all some real shit, bro. Like, before all of that, like, me and bro, I remember me and bro. Went to Middletown and we did a we did a whole show, bro, in a storage unit. In a storage unit, bro, at a black book event. Like we performed for a room full of graffiti dudes. It was like twenty people in there. You know what I'm saying? 
And then to go from that to top shelf premium supply and demand to the cookout, you know, to this show I'm about to go do in New Orleans with uh with Ben and One Ten Logic, to this show I'm about to do in November in South Carolina, you know, like the stages are only getting bigger. The events are only getting better. Everything is snowballing and, and growing to the point where now it's like out of our hands. It's just its own machine now. Does it make sense? Or are you completely I'm yeah, bro. I'm like I would love I would love to sit here in, in, in all confidence and be like, oh yeah, you know, we planned all this shit for the game. Woofy woofy woof, but we did it. We just we just we made a plan, and then we just started working, yeah, and never stopped working. Like me, Snot, Josiah, Creasy, you know, Mick, you know, these like I'm only t- I'm talking like, and I don't want to leave none of the other members out, but that's like the second wave. Like talking about like the guys that were there from the beginning or or almost the beginning, you know, like conception, like. We're the constants, you know, the driving force. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the 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 spokes in the wheel. You know, everybody got a job, and and we're getting to the point where we need to be because we're executing. You know, and there's no thinking about it. We're pulling You're pulling, the, pulling trigger. the trigger. Yeah, pulling the trigger, not even thinking about it. Oh, I just recorded 10 songs. This shit fire. Let's put it out. Because for what? What I'm holding music for? What bro holding music for? What are we doing now? Yeah. What? You have you have to be prolific now. Bro, it's, I don't... Re- it's like baseball. It's like any athlete. Like, athletes from the 70s would suck compared to today. Because you had to, it kept evolving. Yeah. That's music. Like, you can't... Right. You have to... That's what it's about now. It's like, you have to be... Or anything with creativity... You have to be better than it was 20 years ago. You have to be more prolific. You have right. to... And which is why, like I, like I was saying before, I don't listen to anything that comes out because I don't want to sound like anything that's out. Mm. I want to just sound like me at all times. Like That's why I record by myself and I don't listen to no new rap music. I listen to like, mad, like classic rock, 80s R&B. I listen to a lot of salsa. Like, I don't listen to rap music like that unless it's old rap music because I always want to sound like me you know um another thing about me like with the creative process like I don't I don't write nothing twice I don't proofread it I don't be like oh I could have did this better I don't be like yo let me do this again I just do it because I feel like if I do that then I I didn't the first way I said it is the way I meant it. Yeah. Yeah. You know uh you know who JID is? Nope. Rapper from Atlanta. I heard Sonic I heard him. Whatever. I was at his listening party, Thousand Words brought me mm-hmm. in New York, and he released a fourteen song album. And he released he said he recorded two thousand songs for it. For what? And then what you gonna do with the rest of the songs? No disrespect to son, you know, like no, I, I get you, what you, you know mean. what I mean. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. We just generalizing because that's the name you brought up, but 
it's to me it's dope that he could sit and record two thousand. I don't have two thousand songs, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have two thousand songs, but the songs I got, I meant. And it's all one take. Yeah, I don't. We did so foul in an hour. I recorded it from memory, straight through. That's wild. Yeah. But it then comes through in the authenticity and the energy from it. Because it's like you can tell when something's stale. Yeah. I did the same thing with, with Most Foul. I recorded it in, in his house, holding my son, in one session. Like in like an hour and a half. You have pictures of that? Nah, just memory. Um, that's that's a legendary. I, that would have been a legendary. Yeah, yeah my I, arms, It is a legendary moment. Yeah, and Too Foul, I'd, same thing. I recorded that shit when my son was a newborn. Right, the bed's right there. We recorded it right here, so he was like there for all this shit. You know, um, I sat in here and recorded Mega File. You know, like when I had COVID, thought I was gonna fucking die. I had the real, the OG shit. Yeah, didn't Mega File in here. You know. He wasn't there for that one, but he was there. And you for, recorded sick. Yeah, because I didn't think, I didn't know what was going to happen. So I just, I had to record it in like spurts. Because I was in there like, it was getting hot, passing out, shit like that, or whatever. It was rough, but I did it like in spurts. I just slept like in the little room and shit. But yeah, son, he was there when I did play off Rondo. Most of it, he was like in the in the fucking high chair on my lap. My son was there for a lot of this shit. It makes it realer for me. You know what I mean? My kids, my daughter comes down a lot when I'm writing. She likes to draw while I'm writing. And those are gonna be the first memories that they have. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope that they take whatever they take from it and use it to their own devices. You know, like maybe this is a craft that I'm teaching them unbeknownst to me. Well, the thing you're teaching them is to follow yourself. And of course they don't realize that now, but they will that that's what, no matter what, that's what you're transferring onto them. Yeah. Is that the person who raised, you can be there for them and also follow yourself. Yeah. Yeah, because my mom, you know what I'm saying? My moms and my pops, they never, like, try to tell me, oh, you know, you're wasting your time or whatever. Like, they never, you know, my dad my dad and my moms and them, they bought me a beat machine. Like, they bought me a beat machine one Christmas and a sampler. And I already had a little bullshit mic in my room, and I was recording myself, like, on tape decks. So I record the beat on the tape. Like play it live, then record it on the tape. Like so, you same. have been making beats. Nah, this was like back in the day. <laughs> nah, I'm <Yeah>. just kidding. <laughs> yeah, bro, this like back, bro. Like I was like fourteen, bro, fifteen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I'm talking years and years and years ago, and then I was after a while, I was just like, Get the fuck out of here, fuck that shit, and. Uh, <laughs> When I was like 17, 18, I said, fuck that B shit. And then just now I kind of like rediscovering my passion for that, I guess. So I've been 
cooking a little stuff here and there, whatever. Nothing crazy, but... But they were supportive of you, and you remember that, like... Oh, yeah, I'll never forget it. To buy it. that for you. Yo, son, my mom's bought me my first boombox when I was, like, four. I have a picture of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was a long-ass boombox like this, and she got, she got me two tapes. It was a Michael Jackson tape, um, and then the other one was, like, an MC Hammer tape. It was MC Hammer shit, and I used to... Burn the hell out them tapes, bro. I burn the hell. And then I used to make my own little dub tapes, like, off the radio. I would record my own songs that I like. This is early. Yeah. You know what I mean? She bought me a karaoke machine with Too Legit to Quit on one side. And the other side of the tape, it was Tell Me Have You Seen Her. <laughs> For real, <laughs> bro. I was telling you the concerts, but there's this comedy club, the Comedy Store. Yeah, it's I heard like of it. the most famous comedy yeah. club in the world. That's where Dave Chappelle and them be going. Exactly, yeah. And my mom, uh, it's a 21 plus club, mm -hmm. and my mom bought me a fake ID so I could sneak, so here. I could sneak in and perform there when I was 18 for the first. It was the first time I did comedy. Your mom's a real one for that. And that support though the thing is I'll never forget that you yeah. never forget the all the the things never, in never, music never. your kids will never forget all the it's never bro you know what I'm saying I'll never forget that that's why I like love is so much better than hate oh, like sorry, are you kidding me for children for like but imagine what you know like you know you like you said bro you, you have that dark phase that dark like transitional phase where it's like you hate everything you're just walking around angry all the time yeah. and you know, and that's what leads to, like... But you like, can't transfer that onto your kids because then they're going to go through that same dark phase because they see how you cope with exactly. it. Exactly. Now, I'm, talk like, I'm talking, like, like before I had my kid. Like, when I had my oldest kid, I was still doing too much. You know, like, mm -hmm. I kind of... Like, now, I don't remember too much of her growing up because mm -hmm. I was always moving around, doing a lot. Yeah. And every time I come home, she was either asleep or I was taking her to my mom's house or, you know, I would have her here and there. You know what I mean? But I was in the street like full time, like yeah. head first. You know, like as I kept having kids, it started regressing. And you know? now you now are I'm who just, you are. I am who I am. And I'm, I'm at where I'm at, you know, and that's through only through the grace of God and the focus of myself and my belief in my craft and the support of the people around me. And that's beautiful, and you do have people around you that support you. This is a amazing energy in this room. Like, shout out Coach, shout yep. out Snotty, shout out Michelle. Michelle, yep. it's <laughs> how you leave my sister on red and forget her name, bro. <laughs> now I'm about to write a diss record about you. You better not Please, diss me that, at one oh, of your comedy be, shows. Yo. <laughs> Don't diss me at your show, Neva. <laughs> I want I want tickets to to your next shit in New York for my sister and her husband. One hundred percent. You guys are welcome whenever. I'm gonna hold you to that. When you're one hundred percent. All right, good man. Thank you for doing this. Nah, bro. This was dope as hell. This was the best shit I've done in a while, man. I appreciate you coming to my neighborhood and introducing me. And anytime you want to come back, you know we don't got to do no music shit. We'll go eat. We'll go chill. I'd love that, some man. Blunts and shit. Real shit. Next time you in New York, holla at me. No blunts, but. Whatever, you know just, what the no, fuck I'm, I'm just talking about. Kidding. We're supposed to no, I'm just kidding, but man, thank you so much. Nah, bro, thank you. And uh, shout out uh, Fake Bougie for the smoke. Word. This, shout uh, out today. Fake Bougie. Fake Bougie underscore Orion on Instagram if you want weed. 
Word up. Shout out the Big Umbrella Collective, man. Shout out my brothers. Shout out Snotty, Creasy, Josiah, Mickey Diamonds, man. Allah Preem, you know, Dark Arts, My One Life to Live, for Clapsis, Rob De Niro, Bishop, J. Royale, uh, Substance, all the good brothers, man. And everybody that's supporting us and helping us right now, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. You know, we got a lot of shit coming up, man. Dios is Amor is dropping in November, you heard? Um, I got some stuff dropping on ProDillinger.com. Um, on ProDillinger.com, November fifteenth, and the physicals drop on the Rap Wrinkled, November twenty fifth. That's Black Friday. Um, I got some stuff coming up in December and January, and then in February I'm dropping Dirt Don't Hurt, fully produced by Machacha on Copenhagen Crates. So make sure y'all uh, pay attention for that, man. And then right after that, the album to be announced. You know, shout out to everybody that's tapped into us, man. Appreciate y'all. Peace.